Welcome back to Behind the Name Tag, More Than a Coach, Why Coaches Are Humans Too. On this podcast, we interview coaches across the nation to find out who they truly are and what makes them tick. The next six episodes are actually going to be a special edition focus. So we're going to switch it up and it's no longer going to be SGT coaches. The previous episode, we interviewed someone that was our member services manager, Miss Jeanette. This next episode, we're going into the spa to interview a special guest, Miss Soleil. What will be the next six episodes? I don't know. You got to tune in to find out. Enjoy the episode and don't be afraid to share, share, share. Welcome back to Behind the Name Tag, More Than a Coach, Why Coaches Are Humans Too. On this podcast, we interview coaches across the nation to find out who they truly are and what makes them tick. Except, as you guys know, if you listened to the last episode, we'll be continuing to remix this podcast style and get to know some of our other team members here at Lifetime Rim and elsewhere for the next six episodes as we count down to our one-year anniversary. I know I say this a lot, but with our next guest... She is just someone extra, extra special to me. She's my very own witchy sister, Miss Soleil. She is in our spa down here at Lifetime Rim. Soleil, welcome. Thank you. How long have you been doing hair for? Um, I always joke that I've been doing hair since I was five, um, but professionally since 2003. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what got you interested in wanting to do hair? Uh, I feel like hair runs in my blood. Uh, my grandmother was a cosmetologist. Oh, okay. She had her own salon in the front of her home. Oh. And it just kind of just spilled over into me. And it's just something that's always been a part of me. Okay. And you like hair over makeup though, right? Uh, I love it all. Of it all. I love it all. Yeah. Yeah. Hair, yeah. makeup, nails, fashion. I wish you guys could see her right now because <laughs> she has the cutest like gummy bear earrings. <laughs> <laughs> and her name is like true just super true to her energy she is like a ball of sunshine all of the freaking time you're such a wonderful people person and I'm sure that just you know that speaks to your person that that comes from a genuine place it's not because you have to put on a show or no. we you know we have to sell or anything like that um and you come across as super extroverted um that's why you adopted me because I'm a, an introvert so <laughs> Um, but and you you're always super engaged with literally everyone that works here, comes here, and then hops on your services. Um, but you've not always been an extrovert. Can you tell us a little bit um, about how you've evolved? I yeah I, I used to be very shy. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you get your license and you get behind that chair, you have to fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a saying, you know, that we use. But you have to put on a smile and just greet your clients and ask them a thousand questions. And you know, at first, it's really, it's really nerve wracking, especially for uh, for me. I was, like I said, I used to be very shy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to learn how to kind of channel that nervous energy, change it. And eventually, you know, it just, it dissipates and you learn that um, you can just be yourself mm-hmm. with your clients. You don't have to put on that, that act, you know. Um, it just kind of brought me out of my shell, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, it forced me out of my little shell. 
what do you what do you feel like could you could pinpoint back in the day because I know you know you and I have known each other not very long feels like longer than that yeah. but you've shown me some of your photos from back in the day like what was that like middle school high school oh when I was like super nerdy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and like you seem you definitely seemed like to yourself very like um very introverted very shy like you're talking about yeah can you remember the pivot point like the specific pinpoint where you were like either something or someone kind of oh, hit for sure okay. I would I would say it was probably um, around 13 okay. when my parents got divorced, oh, and it, okay. it set me back, um, I would say emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. It just kind of had me stuck in a place where I didn't really know what was going on because my whole world kind of got turned upside down. Yep. Um, you know, you're so used to living a certain way, seeing relationships a certain way, and then when all of that just kind of falls apart, you see your parents for who they really are. Mm-hmm. They're adults just trying to get through life like everybody else, mm-hmm. and they have their own problems. But they never showed me stuff like that. Um, they never fought in front of me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess whenever I was in middle school, it was kind of like a pivotal point for me. And I kind of withdrew from being very extroverted. And um, I just went through like a little, I guess, a a regressive phase. Yeah, I hear that. I definitely resonate with that. And I know we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. My parents' divorce happened um, right after high school. And it rocked my world. It's super hard looking at your parents' And at the time, I was like, man, both of you are liars. Like, this entire time, I was like, y'all are my world. Y'all are my superheroes. The fact that you're telling me all of a sudden. Because same thing, like, when they were fighting, they were fighting behind closed doors. So all I thought was that they were... Just perfect and happy. They were, yeah. yeah. They were the picture of love and marriage. And you stuck it out. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting these messages from my dad like you know sometimes people fall out of love and I was like no they don't yeah no they don't you get to you get to choose to stay and be there yeah and so especially when you're a teenager you think you know everything yes and so I was very resentful towards both of them yep you know more so one than the other just Mm -hmm. because of the circumstances yep same but Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess you know what I'm talking about. It's like you go from living one life and it's like, boom, you have to live a different one. And sometimes, you know, sensitive people mm. like you and I, <laughs> um, <laughs> she lies. She's very sensitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> sensitive people, empathic people like mm-hmm. us, uh, we feel it a lot more, you know, than we probably should because it wasn't. It didn't really have anything to do with us, per se. Mm -hmm. But we were also involved. We were their children. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it definitely shaped um, my future for sure. Mm -hmm. I I remember that being my my biggest pivot point as well. Mm -hmm. For the most part, I had a wonderful upbringing. Same. Like, there were select points, as anyone has, like, little traumas, big traumas, things that happen throughout their life. But... For the most part, I have no complaints. Same. I had a great childhood. But then when you have your people, like my mom is my best friend. Yeah. My dad and I had an interesting upbringing just because he was very to himself. Mm-hmm. His dad was a military man. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was kind of one of those relationships where it's like it was few and far between that he would tell him he loved him. Mm-hmm. So my dad and I had like minimal conversations, but he thought he was doing so much better 
you know, right. because he's better than his dad, right? <laughs> so anyway, so all of these things that we start kind of picking a point, uh, picking apart, where we start looking at our parents as their wounded children as well. Mm-hmm. Like they had a specific upbringing that they may maybe haven't taken the time right. to really sit with it and understand where they came from because that's not necessarily the generation that that did a ton of work if you you call that self-work right shadow work right that shadow work yeah and that was definitely the start of my self-love journey my awareness my like hey let's just fall all the way apart and then strip (laughs) it down and and it's created so much depth and appreciation and I have now like geez that was 2006 so we're too many years later where we're finally getting to a point where we're feeling like I'm feeling like I'm having a good foundation of self-love and appreciation for like what I want from a partner so it takes time but um what do you feel like self-love means to you because I know it gets it's a word that gets thrown around all the time self-love for me is um excuse me it's it's about showing yourself you know, uh, putting yourself first mm-hmm. and not in like a selfish way. Mm-hmm. I, f- I, I feel like it's more like, you know, you're giving yourself respect. You're respecting your body, your mind, and your spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think, I think you need to be, I think you need to be selfish in order to be selfless. Correct. You know, I think that a lot of people have this tricky mindset with, um, being selfish as it's always a negative connotation and you need to be able to protect your time and have your time. We were talking about this in the last one with Jeanette. If you don't have a time to listen to your own thoughts, then you have to start really listening to, like, where are the thoughts that are in your head now? Where are they coming from? Mm-hmm. Is it too many outside sources? Or, like, where is your real authentic voice coming from? Right. Where are your subconscious? Where is your subconscious coming from? Because if you do too much input from social media from your family from from your partner from whomever um you start really listening to these things and you're like I don't even know if I agree with that but I've been living it and so looking at these moments where you're like hold on let me create some space and start really looking at do I feel whole right now right or do I feel a little bit in pieces right or does something feel misaligned for sure, like, I always say, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. You always have to fill your own glass first mm-hmm. and able to pour out to others. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's self-love is, you know, like I said, you have to respect your mind, your body, and your spirit. You have mm-hmm. to keep yourself balanced and aligned because if you don't, I mean, you're going you're gonna to have an empty glass and then, then where will you be, you know? So... That's perfect because that was the, one of the next things I wanted to ask you was when did you start noticing it was important? Like, did you get to the point where you were pouring so empty from an empty cup that you were just feeling burnt out? You know, actually, down? whenever I met my husband many moons ago, <laughs> um, he brought up a good point. He said that I was too nice, mm-hmm. quote unquote, too nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that I let people run all over me all the time, and he didn't understand it. Um, he didn't understand why I didn't prioritize my health. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't understand why I didn't prioritize my mental health, my physical health, mm-hmm. you know, every aspect. And he's the one who really got me thinking about 
uh, taking care of myself first. And when I met him, I thought, man, this guy is so selfish. All he thinks about is his self. Mm-hmm. All he worries about is the gym. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the years, I learned that he was he was being selfish in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, because, in turn, he had lots of friends, such as I. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always come to him for advice. They would come to him for healing and comfort and things like that. And he was my safe space as well. He still is. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, he showed me the way. Yeah. Yeah, he changed my life. And how, how many years ago was that? Oh, <laughs> 15, almost 16, yeah. When is y'all's anniversary? Um, it's in December. We'll be married 11 years this eee. year. Yeah. But we've uh, known married each other like, 11, together? Uh, together, like 13, and then we've known each other like 15. And two babies. And two babies. Two later. beautiful babies. Yeah. How do you feel like you started realizing what you needed for self-love? Like, how did you create it? And then how have you been able to maintain it for yourself? I feel like, you know, actually lifetime, coming to lifetime and meeting uh, some of the women here in the spa, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, More specifically, um, a couple of girls that do massage Mm -hmm. therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, Massage therapy... As you guys know, you know, it's linked with your mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. It's all together. And um, some people, it makes them uncomfortable. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No shade. Some people don't like being touched on. It's fine. Um, But I, you know, I'm in the field of touch Mm -hmm. and senses. So Mm -hmm. um, I really connected with a couple of women here that showed me uh, they kind of opened my path that I was already on. Mm-hmm. They kind of cleared it a little bit more and showed me um, that, you know, you have to be aligned spiritually as well as your body. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I got I got off on a little side tangent. No, but, that's good. But, yeah, they really helped me um, to, to want more for myself mm-hmm. you know they they were the ones that are like hey you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. because you're constantly taking care of other people here mm-hmm. and your body is going to give out mm-hmm. and they're not playing like mm-hmm. i'm hurting right now i am overdue for my massage girl mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it, you, it's like a temperature gauge it's a it's a balancing trick i think even jeanette and i were talking a little bit about that of noticing when we started getting into the chakra conversation. Oh, yeah, I love that too. Noticing when <clears throat> things feel just a touch off. And so it can either feel like spiritual signs, energetic signs. Mine's physical. Physical signs. Physical, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's important for us to be connected with our bodies when in a world that, we, that strives to be pushing you to disconnect with your body, right? Mm-hmm. Pulling into pulling you into a screen, pushing you to work until your bones are like just breaking. And that's I mean, that's unfortunately what society has brainwashed into all of us that we mm-hmm. have to work 40 hours plus a week. It's that success working yourself to that's the bone. That's rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, I I had to kind of switch that mentality over mm-hmm. and work smarter not harder mm-hmm. because I was physically burning myself out mentally mm-hmm. drained at the end of the day and I, it just wasn't healthy for for myself mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to give to my family like they deserve mm-hmm. and so I had to kind of switch that over and be like okay 
So what does the smarter, not harder look like? What does that look like to um, you? I cut my work hours in half, mm-hmm. and I am now fully booked every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I was here, you know, double the hours before, mm-hmm. and I would have long periods of not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in a way, it was okay because it, it let me connect with everybody here in the building, mm-hmm. um, and it helped me build my business as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually yes I was working too much too hard and I was in just um just not such a great place mentally because Mm -hmm. I was just I wasn't able to spend time with my loved ones Mm -hmm. I was always here Mm -hmm. giving to strangers yeah you're just you're coming from a caretaker position I feel like if you've already had your children right you have that maternal button and I was always switch. like that I've been called mama Soleil my whole life yes always I was always the you know the mama of the group the hugger the lover yeah and so and not being able to give that to my my husband and my children it yeah. was really weighing me down okay so you are a dedicated wife and you are a dedicated mother so when there are those moments where you are it's just impossible to take time what it feels like impossible to take time for yourself yeah what are those fast things that you do for yourself in order to fill your cup that work for you? Um, if I know I'm going to have a busy day, I like to start really early before everybody's awake. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this morning, I woke up super early at like 4.30. <laughs> so I got up and I had a protein shake. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to my horoscope for the day. Mm-hmm. And I took my vitamins and just... Um, Sometimes I'll stretch Mm -hmm. or I'll go outside and listen to the birds, Mm -hmm. watch the sunrise. You know, just, I just like to connect. Simple pleasures. Yeah, simple little things. I like to connect and take just a few minutes. Yep, and I think that that, you know, that might sound a little hippy-dippy for some. Yeah. But I think that it's... It works for me, though. Yeah, Yeah, it works for you. And I think that that's just, things that you touched on were things that allow you to nourish. Mm -hmm. Um, that allow you to connect with your body and movement, but also allow you to slow down and connect with nature. I feel like nature has the best way of reminding us to slow down and be patient. Yes. And being able to literally just be present with what the wind feels like on our hairs. I mean, down to the micro level of just sitting there and like looking at it. You know I love the wind. I love it. Yes. The clouds, Uh the sky, and uh, yeah. That's your element. That is, I love (laughs) Yes. Yes. You Aquarius. <laughs> I'm an asparagus. <laughs> With a rising Capri Sun. <laughs> I, can't. I love it. Our, uh, be careful, our witchy cackle. I know. <laughs> They're <shouting>. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize for your ears if that cackle gets a little wild. That's just how we are. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's just a moment of take down what feels the best. I was even talking to a client this morning, something simple as like digestion and, and nutrients. And it's, it's hard because a lot of people don't listen to their literal gut right. and their gut is I a second brain start with to water, your brain. Honey. Yeah. So when you started noticing kind of taking your body in a healthier direction Mm because I know you've also had a huge transformation internally spiritually like just physically kind of taking your own journey with your weightlifting um and it's been so awesome to see you evolving the short time that I've known you 
Um, but it just, it really does matter when you're not f- literally feeding yourself either nutrient-dense food or giving your body um, beneficial things. And, and what I'm touching on is like when we start binging shows that will leave from that show not feeling good Uh, we'll eat and we don't feel good we'll be around people and we don't feel good so it's it's literally noticing and being aware of the intake that we're inputting because we absorb we either literally absorb it um in our mouths or we physically absorb the energy that we're around um, and that doesn't limit to TV because we will feel it. We'll just feel Absolutely. gross. Like Kardashians make me feel gross, you I, know? <laughs> uh, there's certain shows like I would watch and I would just be crying and crying and, and just sad, you know, because you're right. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize what I was doing to myself. Mm-hmm. Just making myself sad for nothing. It's just a loop. It's mm-hmm. just a loop, yeah. And you mm-hmm. do that with food and, and mm-hmm. other things as well. But you don't realize that until you start to really get in tune with your body like that. And or you're around someone that inspires <clears throat> you to be different. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe like, was it your, what was it? Like, what was it or who was it that made you kind of have that like, enough is enough. Like, I need to start evaluating what I'm putting in my body. Uh, well, like I said before, my husband really kind of changed the way I thought about um, food. Mm-hmm. And he really uh, helped me changed the way I thought about exercising, mm-hmm. you know, because in school, <clears throat> I was not a sports nista in school. <laughs> I was in choir and art, um, but sports, honey, are not for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but he was an athlete in school, so he showed me, you know, food is, food's nice, you know, it tastes great, and it's cool to enjoy it, but you also have to nourish your body in a way that's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the gas for your engine. Mm-hmm. And yep. so he kind of helped me um, change my views on that. He helped me see exercise as um, a tool to strengthen my body rather than to punish my body. Yep. Because growing up, um, my parents, they would exercise as a way to punish themselves for eating gluttonous, mm-hmm. you know, being gluttonous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the way we were raised uh, but he showed me, you know, he said, he reminded me that my job is very physical mm-hmm. and that over time it's going to give out because I am literally running circles around people all day with my arms in, in the air. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you have to strengthen, you know, your joints, uh, your, your muscles mm-hmm. and everything like that. He said, because, you know, if you want to keep doing this job, if you want to keep giving to people, then you have to have your 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 body strong. Yeah. yeah. Physically and spiritually, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you're when you're around people, I know because I can see it in myself too. You literally give everything you have for the day, right? <laughs> like you show up, you even show up on empty and you have okay, like we're dipping into some negative space too. Like I have negative energy to give, but I'm going to show up anyway. Yeah. And that's just because you're just you're just kind of like a ball of love. So like um what do you feel like the word love means to you? Love love is a really broad topic, but for me it just means um, you know, respect. It means compassion, it means kindness, understanding, mm-hmm. um, loyalty, 
there's a lot that goes into love for me personally. Do you know what your love language is? Oh, I have like a thousand. Uh, I am mother love. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, you know I love you if I cook you food, yeah. bring you food. Yeah. Um, That's the way you like to share love. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Do you like the, what do you like to receive? How do you like to receive love? I'm, what makes you feel the most love? I love when people just, they just want to see me so bad that they have to come and visit me. Even if I'm busy, mm-hmm. you know, I love when all of you stop by just to wave at me <laughs> through the window. <laughs> or if somebody comes up and they're like, hey, you know, I noticed you've been busy and they'll bring me a shake randomly. I love that stuff. So like, small acts of Small service. acts of yeah. service, kindness, mm-hmm. or just showing up and saying hi like Mm -hmm. I love it yeah what does it feel like to be loved by your husband oh man that's that's (laughs) indescribable (laughs) it really don't make me cry it's too early um it feels like nothing I've ever had in my entire life it feels Mm -hmm. secure and and uh cozy and warm and all of the beautiful things mm-hmm. in it life. It's calm. Yeah. It, it's very calm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's an amazing partner to have for sure. Do you feel like you've ever been involved in a toxic relationship? Uh, yes. <laughs> and what did that feel like to love someone that wasn't good for you? Oh, unfortunately, I've been in a few toxic relationships, but I will say there's one that always sticks out in my mind. And Unfortunately, we are no longer friends, but that's because I had to set my boundaries. Right. Um, it just, it feels, it's draining. Yeah. It's so draining. feels like work. It feels like work, exactly. And, and true love to me, true partnership, sure, it's a little work, but it, it shouldn't be that hard. Exactly. You shouldn't have to be crying every day. You shouldn't have to be walking on pins and needles mm-hmm. or you know, scared of what the other person's going to say or do. Right. Um, because when there is love, there is trust, there is compassion, there is, like I said, communication. Um, but toxicity, unfortunately, there is none of that. It's a lot of one-sided, and uh, I just don't have time for that anymore, honey. I feel like that's where it starts getting, like, a thin line between knowing how to be properly selfish. hmm and truly selfish. Correct. And um, the narcissistic tendencies of don't you have more to give me? Like, Correct. you know, like just the never ending story of I'm never going to do enough. Yeah. And that's what kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, mm-hmm. I was so tired of giving to that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And I was just exhausted mm-hmm. financially, mentally, physically. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? No, mm-hmm. I'm done. Right. Yeah. It took, it took, but it took that moment of... It, it took seeing ugly stuff that I didn't want to see, unfortunately. Right. And it took me um, taking off my rose-colored glasses that I love to wear. Yeah. You know, I love me some you colored glasses. Love. Yes, yeah. Um, but I had to take those glasses off and truly see that person for who they were mm-hmm. and what they were doing to me. And... Um, I had to set, like I said, I had to set a hard boundary. And sometimes that just means walking completely away. Mm-hmm. As we call it ghosting, as mm-hmm. these kids call it now. Yeah, kids. <laughs> as these kids. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting that you even said those exact words because when I started giving my 
my dad grace and I got curious and I and I was trying to seek to understand what I was missing this whole time yeah that I didn't get to see <clears throat> that was the exact words he used he said love should not be that hard it should it should be it should be hard but it should not be that hard and just something that he, the way that he just delivered it was just so <clears throat> meaningful and it just it struck a chord with me and then as I continued to watch him love my stepmom now and they're they're just the way that they love each other and how meaningful their touches are with each other how well they understand little things making their martini or like him doing the dishes yes like they're very loving yeah and we we have a rule we have we at least have to have one good hug a day mm-hmm. my husband and I yeah. at least good one good hug a day setting those little small things that just mean mean a lot to one of you or both of you like we were even talking about how meaningful it is if you're in the middle of an argument I love you I will talk to you later Correct. we will figure this out yes I think that that is just because there's a lot of um there's a time and a place for that yeah well and there's also just not only is, are there love languages, I feel like there are fight languages, and I feel like those are just as important to understand. Yeah. Because I'm the type of person, it depends. I was explaining this to you, the temperament. I'm either the type of person to shut down and I need to think about what's going on mm-hmm. so I don't lose my shit. Right. Or I need, I, we need to talk about it right now because right. it's making me physically ill. Correct. Like, we need to get it all out, and then maybe I'll just, like, See, maybe I'll have some space. My husband is the first person Mm -hmm. and I am the second person I am always in my feels like just trying to sort it out right then and there and Mm -hmm. he's very quiet and reserved and he likes to think things through Mm -hmm. before he makes a statement Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, definitely taking the time to look your spouse in the eyes if Mm -hmm. you're having a disagreement and saying I love you we'll Mm -hmm. talk about this later Mm -hmm. that again is just another form of love and respect like I said mm-hmm. you you're respecting that they need a little time to think and they need a little space mm-hmm. so you give it to them because you know they love you and they will communicate later you know what was bothering them and you know right it's good, it's good. and so it's always been interesting to me to look back on relationships in general with like with friendships with um, partnerships with <clears throat> my parents relationships right. um, <clears throat> and see what they mirrored for me and you know my sister and I when we have talked about their relationship it's like he literally woke up one day and told no one I don't choose this marriage and then went on feeling miserable Mm. and I feel like if we did a little bit more checking in and communication and connecting with ourselves and being more communicative about how we're evolving as a human and allowing that space. Right. Even some um, different cultures around the world, I remember hearing this off of another podcast, um, a, a specific, tr- maybe multiple, but a specific tribe in Africa has this seven-year rule, which is funny because you've heard the seven-year itch, right. right? They have this rule where they, the relationship is presented to the tribe 
and they say, are you done learning from each other yet? And the tribe gets to decide whether or not you're done learning from each other. If you're done learning from each other, then they give the, they give the power over to the partnership and they say, you get to choose whether or not you want to stay or do you want to choose another partner in life? Wow. And so what's interesting about that that I've always, it's always resonated with me is you, you are not the same person you're not. your entire mm-hmm. life. <clears throat> And I don't care if you're looking at a time measurement of one year, three years, five years, or particularly this seven-year mark. But you're not the same person. And I feel like with your job, with your friendships, with your partnerships, you have to be flexible and allowing yourself to evolve and outgrow certain relationships. For sure. And to me, that's, that is my element of self-love is is being patient and and not being so attached that your fists are closed and clenching because I feel like even that visual I remember hearing something if your fists are closed and you can't catch anything any blessings or any love or any anything else yeah. right so you're just you're and then anything that feels like you're holding on too tightly you're going to suffocate and Correct. that's not love Correct. right and so um, I've just always really enjoyed looking at relationships in that way that we have to study how we're evolving with that person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, when do you feel like you're your happiest? Like, when do you really feel, is it with your family? Is it with your husband? I is it moments like... alone? <clears throat> well, I do love me some alone time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I love sitting in the parking lots of places people watching but (laughs) (laughs) chatting with my girls Mm -hmm. (coughs) um but for me my happiest is when I know that all my loved ones are taken care of everybody is happy healthy and I love to say thriving you know I love to see people winning I love to see my family comfortable and just um I love to see everybody else happy and then that's when I truly feel content, honestly. So. <clears throat> and you always seem to have a smile on most of the time, as we've mentioned many times. Um, and then you also previously mentioned you're, ha- you're happy in that way. You're able to give that way because you know how to set boundaries. Yes. And that's another thing that a lot of people misunderstand is when I set boundaries, it's not only because I love myself, but it's because I love you. Yes. And so when do you feel like um, you started kind of discovering boundaries and how did you, you know, what is, what does it mean to protect your energy and set boundaries for you? Uh, I, I believe the toxic relationships I was speaking on earlier, mm-hmm. that really helped me um, to start setting hard boundaries mm-hmm. um, because like I said you can't you can't just keep giving and giving from mm-hmm. an empty cup right and so um, you know meeting different people over the years you come across I call them uh, energy vampires yeah they will drain the life out of you and Again, I wasn't able to give fully to what I committed to, my husband, my children, 
myself, my career, because I was so busy trying to take care of one specific person's ego or whatever they needed from me all the time. And it's like, I cannot answer the phone 50 times a day to validate you. I'm sorry. I really cannot. Um, I have to have my me time. I have to have my work time. I have to have my family time. And so, yeah, I would say definitely uh, through trial and tribulation. <laughs> yeah, I think <clears throat> something that you and I have studied most recently is friendship boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because exactly what you're talking about. It doesn't just exist with it. family. Family gets a little sketchy, right? Like, that's super hard to set boundaries with families. But specifically with friends, this is why I feel like it always, always starts with you and your awareness mm-hmm. and your um, constant internal temperature of, of balance or, or, or misalignment. Yeah. When you're talking with someone yes. and you get this sense... I can that they're just probably look a good person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <coughs> you start me. noticing that the relationship feels a little one-sided. Little one-sided. Yeah. And you start noticing conversational patterns where you just end up always helping them out. Yeah. But you're not getting a total return on investment, if you will. Correct. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's a good moment. So for people that are lacking boundaries for people that are not necessarily in a, in a good place where we, you know, you and I have done this, I feel like for a long time now. So it feels, it feels natural. It's second nature. Yeah, It's second nature by now. But for people that are listening, I would love for you to just kind of check in with yourself and start really evaluating the relationships that you're around. And if you do notice that, man, you're always the good listener, you're always giving good advice, you're always the one that they call, you always stop what you're doing and you make sure that they feel heard. Um, And yet this person has a tendency to just never ask or check in with you, right? Or maybe they continue to make poor decisions, Mm -hmm. right? Although they're constantly asking for your expert advice. Right. And then they don't do even an ounce of... Not even one little of your Exactly. Like, why are you asking me? These are the types of people... Draining. ...that you, you cannot save. So for all my healers, helpers, caregivers, check in with your circle. Um, because a small circle is still a good circle. And so we don't always want to extend ourselves out to the people that... Um, don't respect our boundaries. So when you start realizing that you're overextending yourself, I would say start with some small boundaries and just say, hey, I can't really chat right now and know how to almost literally set up that wall. Correct. And then if it keeps getting knocked down, then I would say hard boundary is now needing to happen. And unfortunately, you have to be okay with losing some friendships because... At the end of the day, and this is something you're really, really good at, you got to protect your energy yes. so that you can project the right energy because we absorb it all, right? Yes. Energy cannot be created nor can it be destroyed. It's transferred all the time, all right? Day. All day. So um, let's go back to has there ever been a moment that you truly lacked boundaries and like what did that feel like for you? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I've definitely lacked boundaries many times. It, it still happens now and then because 
I love everybody mm-hmm. and I want to give s- people a chance. I give them uh, too many chances sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely not having boundaries set up and and being drained, as I was saying, it it feels like just like that. Like you're just a balloon and all the air is gone mm-hmm. and you're just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had a friend one time, she would text me like first thing in the morning and then if I didn't answer her three text messages she would start calling me and I'm like girl Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get ready for work Mm -hmm. like I will talk with you later and then she would like be messaging me all day well what are you doing I'm at work oh well do you want to have lunch and I'm like every day dude like I love you but it's just a lot it it was too much it was it was a lot and so just like like I said I've definitely learned uh through yeah I think some of the most meaningful things to me is um you know we even did it most recently with Chanel where she was like I'm so sorry that she's like I'm I'm doing something for work and immediately our reaction is always like girl do you it's fine like those friends that show you that time means nothing yeah. and you check in when you can. Yeah, we're like, don't apologize. We're considerate. You're, we know you're working, girl. Right. It's and, fine. Yeah, and I feel like people need to think about others a little bit more in that sense because I feel like too many people either take things either too personally. Annoying. Um, or <laughs> they don't consider where your head is at because a lot of us are dealing with a lot right right and we're not always anxious brains are not always the best at immediately like being forthright about Mm -hmm. about the experience because it's chaos and until you're able to manage the chaos you can't really articulate what it feels like to be dealing with anxiousness or you know depression or whatever you're handling Right. right and not everybody wants to share all of the things. So I feel like, you know, take things into consideration where if your friend is being absent, um, but they're hustling or they're being absent because they're acting a yeah, little don't different. don't take it personally. Don't yeah. take it personally. Um, that's them probably setting their boundary. And that means that they are trying to love themselves. And so you have to give them love yes. and space, yes. right? Yes, yes. Um, what do you feel like disrupts self-love the most caring what other people think say and do Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of us are caught up in the whole social media age now and comparison is huge Mm -hmm. unfortunately and I feel like when you let outside sources like social media or you know comparing yourself to other people even in real life Mm -hmm. it really can weigh down on you know your self-love and your your focus because you're so worried about you know what are they thinking or what are they saying about like who cares mm-hmm. who cares let it go yeah and focus on your own stuff yeah that's I feel like that's related to just being really proud of your own life and being your most authentic and genuine self and knowing within your heart that you have a good mission and a good why. Yeah. Because I feel like when you're when you are the most unbothered, it's because you're busy. Yeah. And you're busy in the best way. Yeah. Right. And so like, 
we even talked about, you know, our relationships with other females, mm-hmm. right? And we just had this conversation clapping for each other because yeah. there's enough, enough success to go around. For sure. When we see each other thriving, we're not like, damn, like, I wish my wallet was packed now, too. Like, I wish I was busy. It's no. no it's like, you shouldn't be immediately thinking about how you could have been doing better. It's no. like, first of all, <laughs> like, clap for this woman's success. Yes. And then... You know, if anything, it it's always... because we know ours is coming. Exactly. I'm not In worried. In our own way. I'm not worried right. about that because I know it's on its way. What do you always say? You said, I am blessed and highly favored. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, I always feel like, you know, my relationships with females in general has been a struggle my entire life. <laughs> and I think that... I'm set. I'm so grateful to have relationships, um, particularly with you, and Chanel, because you two embody confidence like I've never seen, <laughs> and um, I feel like that's something that obviously, like I'm still working on a lot because I feel like confidence can be attached to so many different things. Like I have, I have confidence within my education with my capabilities, with my work ethic. Um, And then there's, you know, and then there's obviously other aspects that are just not there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think at the end of the day, one of the biggest pieces that I always reflect on is that I have put my happiness and a lot of my energy outside of myself. So I literally hand it over, right? And I'm like, okay, make me happy. (laughs) And if you allow to put that much power over you into can't. someone else's hands, <clears throat> you cannot. Happiness comes from within. Right. Yeah. And so that means that not only are you giving the responsibility over for them to make you happy, but they can also dis- basically destroy you. Exactly. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I feel like I already know this answer, but do you believe you're solely responsible for your for your own happiness? Yeah. Happiness comes from within. It starts with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I also feel about people that go into relationships. They, they're looking for that um, other half mm-hmm. to make them whole. Yeah. But in order for you to have a successful union, mm-hmm. you have to be a whole person by yourself. Yes, man, you have to be a whole person first. Yes. Because you can't go into a relationship being half a per you just can't half of a person that makes me so <clears throat> mad because for the longest time I loved that statement I thought that was the cutest statement like two my other half my other half yeah my other no. half. I'm always trying to find my other half Stupid. and it wasn't until later <clears throat> on that I started realizing that like why do I have to be a half of a person that makes no types of sense yeah. right and let's say that, you know, for a while there, like now, I'm single. So, like, does that mean that I'm just half full all the time until I meet someone else? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Like, what kind of fulfilling life is, is that? And I feel, like, I feel like that was one of Will Smith's statements is to his wife, Jaden. Jaden? Jada. Jada. Um, Jada. Um, that her happiness is not my responsibility, Absolutely. right? And I was so grateful to hear that from a man's standpoint. 
um, because I feel like a lot of men too they feel a lot of pressure it's not their job it's not their job and yeah. it, but it's also not like females we need to wake up humans we just need to wake up like it's just you got to be able to take it into your hands and say just question it and question it often because it's going to change what truly makes me happy right full whole energized like what makes me feel like i'm i'm living right and i'm getting the most most out of this life you know, you should be there to enrich each other mm-hmm. and, you know, give each other love. Sure. But am I your sole source of happiness and love? No. Mm-hmm. Again, you have to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's important. Right. What do you feel like um, got you into being so mindful and aware of your own energy, but also others energy? Do you remember when you started really realizing that you were so um, empathetic that you started feeling others energy exchange uh, I, I would say again it started kind of when I met some of the people here at Lifetime mm-hmm. and they were showing me uh, a different path down spirituality that I had already dabbled in many times mm-hmm. but I wasn't truly shown um, all of the information as it's been laid out to me now mm-hmm Um, So now that I know my own power and I know other people's power and energies, um, it really kind of opened my eyes to that, the whole energy exchange conversations. Yeah, I think, trying to remember when I started, I feel like it probably, probably was also pretty, it felt pretty late in life at least. When I started realizing I was taking the responsibility of not only my clients' results, but also how they felt, like, every single session. For sure. And I can't depict it any other way than literally feeling like I had a portal in my body that was just wide open, and I just let everybody's energy just run through me. Yeah. And I would absorb it, and I would hold it, and yeah. I would carry it. I do that too. And my shoulders would just feel so damn heavy, and my body would just feel like toxic and run down and just poisoned. Yes. And until I started visualizing a door shutting and like kind of just repelling and yeah. not absorbing other people's people's energy and not not taking on as a responsibility not taking on it as personal but just rather just saying cool that's yours but that's yours to keep yes. like you need to handle your own energy yes you are responsible for the energy that you bring into the room yes and if I don't like it then I'm, I'm I a step away. off and I have no qualms in telling you I don't want to be around you yeah and I'll probably just tell you by walking away <laughs> and choosing not to put myself around you yeah there's a there's I that kind of also stems into how I end my sessions or I not sessions but my um, mm-hmm. my appointments with my clients. Mm-hmm. You've been in my chair before. Mm-hmm. Um, I always ask how do you feel, yeah, rather than how do you think you look, yeah. Because Some sitting part. in my chair, it I my business I I call it therapy by Soleil. Yeah, I love it <clears throat> because you're sitting in my chair, not only getting your hair done, but you're having like a therapy session. Right. People sit in my <laughs> I call it the snack station, honey, cuz when you get up, you look like a, 
a whole snack. I say a meal, but that's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, people sit down and they literally tell me their whole lives yeah, that's in true. 45 minutes or more, however long they're sitting there. Yeah. Um, but I notice a lot of people, it's more so, it's less about how they look when they leave and more so about how light they feel mm-hmm. and how much love they feel. And mm-hmm. I just want everybody to feel good, mm-hmm. you know, whether you think you cute or <laughs> you got something off your chest or both at the same time. I love, yeah. I love helping people. In you that have way. like an immediate transformation when you do that with people. Cause I can, I bet you anything, at least that's my favorite thing to think about your, your job is noticing how someone's walking in yeah. versus noticing how they're walking. Oh, out. I love when my clients leave and they do that little the hair sa- flip. They're like the sassy walk, the hair it. flip. The guys, you know, they're they're walking around like with the finger gun. Choo, choo, yes, choo, 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 choo. it's good, more than you know? hair. Oh, it's, it's way a, more it's than so hair. It's so much more than hair. Way more than hair. But it's just a small thing that can just be like, hey, yeah. you realize that all I did was change your hair, and yes, it looks fabulous. However, you're the same damn person you were when you sat in my chair. But yeah. what made it? come out yeah. in that way was that you took a little <laughs> bit of time for yourself that's it to let it the self-care out. that's the what self-care. it was let, talking yes. getting your hair done yes just, talking man, allowing just, that space so that you can just can you just talk about yourself judgment for a minute, free relax zone, sit in my chair yes mama soleil will take care of you okay <laughs> okay so I always have this ending portion where we talk about the three truths that you know to be true. So this can be something that you tell yourself that you like as um, either manifestation statements or things that you teach your kiddos, <clears throat> things that um, you tell others so that whenever they leave, when they leave your chair, they feel. What are some three core values or truths that you really know to be true? I... I find myself telling my friends and my clients to give themselves grace quite a bit mm-hmm. um, because I feel like as a, as a society we are so hard on ourselves all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. to be the best at everything and it's like we all have our specialties we all can't be amazing at every single thing mm-hmm. um, so give yourself some grace you mm-hmm. know um, I think being kind to others is a huge value that I hold dear to my heart because I know what it's like to be uh, bullied and not treated so kindly Mm -hmm. and so I don't ever want anybody else to feel you know belittled or or less than Mm -hmm. I want everybody to feel beautiful and loved Um, and I think you know that that self-love it all kind of ties in, you know, with giving yourself grace and showing kindness. Um, I don't know. You kind of got me stumped, but no, but that's that's good. I think that that's. I think those are beautiful things to say. Is just that, um, and we've had this conversation many times. A human is a human. Yeah. And you need to. We're all just here living. And Meet them where they're at. Yeah. yeah. With just with kindness and love. And you don't let their spirit disrupt your spirit. So you just show up as you are yeah. in that loving place. And if they choose to receive it or not, it's their choice. But yes. that shouldn't disrupt who you are and who you show up to be, right? Correct. Um, 
what do you feel like you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for? You know, I don't particularly uh, want to be remembered for anything huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when people think of me, I just, I hope that you think of uh, sunshine and happiness and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> and you just remember how I made you feel. Yes. You know, yeah. um, did I, did I give you that love that I, I hope I portray yeah because that's genuinely what I want for my friends my family I just want everybody to feel love and and supported heard, right heard and seen without judgment that is like probably my biggest without judgment I never judge I listen right you know um it's a safe space always with me yeah absolutely and that's why I cherish you know our relationship so much for sure it is such a short time, but I feel like I've known you now for a lifetime. Yeah. Our bonding has meant so much to me because as a person, I feel like I've evolved. And those are the types of relationships that I want to be around are people that push me to be a better human. And um, I just, I, I love you so much. I love and you I'm so too. grateful for you. Uh-huh. Now, is there anything else that you want to share before we leave today? I want everyone to... Be unapologetically yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that is definitely a flag I wave in the air <laughs> on the daily. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all could see me, I'm dressed very loudly in bright colors. Mm-hmm. Like she said, I have gummy bear earrings. Mm-hmm. I got glitter on my nails. Like, <laughs> if you don't like it, you can look somewhere else. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look like a walking I'm coloring bye. book every day. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm saying. Just be unapologetically yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because your authenticity will show and it will shine and um, it's just a beautiful thing to have. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I, it makes me sad when people are scared to be themselves mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. I cannot. I just can't Don't do want to live that way. I don't want to live that way. And that's why, you know, it's just, it's beautiful to be able to see how you show up because I feel like in your showing up, you invite others to show up. Yeah. You know? And it's just, that's such a beautiful, one of the many beautiful things about you. Oh, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Behind That Name Tag, More Than a Coach and Human, where humans, where coaches are humans, too. <laughs> I appreciate every human and their journey, and I hope to continue to connect and shed light on how uniquely beautiful we all are. Our differences are what make us unique, but it's our humanity that brings us together. Stay healthy, my friends. This is your host, Vanessa, signing out. Thank you so much again for listening to Behind the Name Tag, More Than a Coach. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. We are broadcasting on anywhere you can find other podcasts like Apple, Spotify, and of course, Anchor, where we're recording this podcast now. If you really loved it, which I'm sure you did, we would appreciate a five-star review and a share with all of your friends. Until next time, this is your host, Vanessa, signing out. Stay healthy, my friends.